Good afternoon and welcome. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I am Kim Ariano and I am here after an absence of last week. And uh, we're going to talk why I was gone last week. That'll be a big surprise. And we'll be talking about that shortly. Uh, but we wanted to do something kind of fun today. We want to talk about this concept of giving and uh, talk about different ways to give and different uh, things that are going on in our world today and, and how people are rallying together. And why I thought that was kind of important to do is because if you watch the news at all, um, it is inundated with real bad blood from a political perspective. There is such a divide in this country in terms of good and evil and black and white and you're bad, I'm good, and we're right and we're wrong. And if you believe this way, you're no friend of mine. And we begin to feel this divide. And it's almost this elephant in the living room that you can't have a conversation with your neighbor about politics because if they don't believe the same political beliefs that you do, all of a sudden you are looking at that fence looks too short. You need to make a bigger fence. And that just goes against kind of everything that this show is about. This show is about hope. It's about love. It's about taking care of each other. It's about coming together as a community in unique and different ways. And so we want to spend our time um, balancing out or contradicting all of the negative Nelly-ness that's going on out there and talk about some real positive, wonderful things that are going on in our community, regardless of your religion, gender, regardless of your political views, regardless of any of that. It really doesn't matter. When you really get down to the heart of things, we all feel passionate about something. And so we want to challenge those folks that are listening today that if you have had an opportunity this last week to be really challenged or to be really inspired um, by some act of goodness and kindness that has happened to you, we'd love for you to call the radio station in today and share your story. Specifically this week, we're going to be talking about paying it forward, and we want to hear from you. And I'm hoping that um, our listeners out there will share some stories about some wonderful things that have happened and uh, and be able to inspire somebody else. Um, and the wonderful thing about radio is I'm just a voice out there in the airwaves, and I have no idea who's listening or if anybody is listening. But I have this hope and belief that one person, one listener out there is going to hear something that I say or something that's said on the show today and change somebody else's life in small and, and large ways. And so that's why I do this. I just believe that that's the way this whole thing works. So if you have a story that you want to share, please do call in. Uh, you can call our lines at 888. This is toll free in Western Washington at 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. Or if you are out of the area, which I know we do have listeners all across the country, we have listeners out, and I'll give a shout out to Bangor, Maine, yay, Bangor, uh, and our, our friends in Michigan and Florida, and as well as around the world listening online at walkthetalkwithkim.com. You can call in at 425-373-5527. Again, that number is 425-373-5527. We want to hear from you. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today, uh, first, before we introduce our guests and start talking about paying it forward, is the reason why I was not on the show last week is because I had a, a little call, and that was a call to help um, 
my uh, friends and neighbors over in eastern Washington that were victims of the Taylor Bridge fire. And so that's what I was doing at 3 o'clock last Wednesday as I was uh, loading up my F-350 and uh, driving over at uh, 7 miles to the gallon (laughs) across to eastern Washington and uh, delivering goods and things. And and really all I was doing was just driving. um, And it was so many different people volunteered to do all kinds of different pieces from gathering things. And we'll talk more about that. I I definitely want to share the story. Uh, But the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I saw a side of humanity um, that I knew was there because we talk about it all the time, but to actually witness it and and to be a part of it was incredible. So I've got some stories uh, to share with you, but I did want to invite my guest uh, to say hi. I want to welcome Debbie Peterman. Debbie Peterman is a really wonderful woman who just embodies paying it forward in the Snoqualmie Valley. And she's going to talk to us today about the pay it forward campaign. We also wanted to, uh, thank our sponsors, our wonderful sponsors, Pearson Law Firm, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson promise. And as always, welcome to Eric, our producer. How are you doing, Eric? Hey, good afternoon, Kim. Great to have you back. Yeah. So are you thinking of some stories so you can share something that happened to you this week? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about it. Good. I'm, it, the uh, idea is stories about paying it forward. Uh, yeah, or something that happened that you witnessed this week that made you go, huh, I'm going to think differently and I'm going to do something differently for someone else, whatever that is. Okay. Maybe somebody held the door open for you and you thought, you know, that was really nice. I'm going to hold the door open for someone else. It could be something like that. It could be something as little as that or something really big and profound, hmm. whatever it is. How you doing, Lindsay? Lindsay, our media producer, is on as well. How you doing? I'm good. And I know you've been thinking about this all week. Oh, yes. And you've got two stories to share, or at least you're going to pick one of the two. I'm debating between two, yes. Excellent. This will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, um, so I just wanted to kind of share a couple of stories. Um, so last week, um, I was at a community connections of all of all places. Debbie was there with me as well. And it was an opportunity for leaders within the Snoqualmie Valley to come together in this key leader summit to learn about ways that we can pull together from different facets, from business, from education, from social services and things within our organization to kind of brainstorm some ideas on how we can help the youth in our, our community. And one of the things, the, the big topic of conversation um, was we had uh, Laura from the Department of Social and Health Services with the state of Washington was addressing us with adverse childhood experiences or what we call ACEs. And there's 10 of them that are listed here and they are things from uh, witness domestic violence to one or more parents uh, has an alcohol abuse problem or they have maybe been assaulted uh, or neglected. There's 10 different of these ACEs. And we're going to talk way more about this subject. I actually invited Laura to come on and so she's going to come on in September. We're going to talk a a lot more about this subject. But it was really inspiring for me because I started to think about all of the people out there. I mean, pretty much everybody has had at least one adverse childhood experience. If you haven't, that would be an adverse childhood experience in and of itself. Um, But how it impacts us in negative ways and how it can uh, really take some of the stars amongst us and make it very, very difficult for them to be successful. But I think it also has an opportunity for us to persevere and become um, stronger for it. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can look at these these statistics that the uh, department uh, DSHS talked about. Um, But I learned a little something about myself as I was listening to this. I learned that 
one of the things that I really love to do or that I just do, I don't even know if I even think about it. I just do is whenever there's something big going on, I want to be a part of it. I want to help. I want to get involved. And I have a big mouth, which is why I'm really great for radio and uh, really love to get the message out there and get people involved. And and Debbie and uh, Lindsay are over here laughing because they know it's true. And um, so my strength is my weakness. And in this point, it can be my strength. So when I heard that there was a fire over in uh, eastern Washington, first of all, I went to Central Washington University and spent a lot of time in the mountains out there in Clallam. Uh, between Clallam and, and Ellensburg in the Thorpe area, the Tianaway Valley, where all of this was taking place, and thought instantly about all of the farms out there, all of the cows out there, all of the horses and the dogs and the ranchers and the hay people that I buy my hay for my horses from, and all of these people that were affected and said, you know, I, I have to do something. I can't just sit here. I have a I have time that I can do this because I own my own business. I can make the time to do this. I've got an empty trailer and a full tank of gas. There's no reason why I can't be involved to help these folks out. Just the thought for me of um, having to let my horses go and say, good luck and, you know, pack everything. I mean, these people had 10 minutes to get out of their houses in the middle of the night. I mean, it's not like they could just go, oh, let's see what we want to take and what we don't. It was like, get clothes on your back, shoes on your feet, get your car keys, get your kids in the car and get out. And um, I can't even imagine what a gut-wrenching, how how could you drive away from your home um, and leave your animals behind? It just almost brings tears to my eyes to even think about it. I can't even imagine what that must have felt like. So originally what I wanted to do was go over and start rescuing, you know, the animals. I've got a trailer. Let's load them in and bring them over. But that's not what they needed. And it was interesting because as a scientist and and someone who really studies what people do during times of fear, ambiguity, and stress, I found myself hopeless and going, okay, so I, I really have to do something. And I was among a lot of other people that wanted to do something. And so um, after a few hours of saying, hey, I'm here with a trailer. What do you need? Where do you go? And people saying we don't need people with trailers coming over here. That's not what we need. Um, I talked with uh, a friend of mine, Bill Shaw, who is editor of the Valley Record and also a, a member of the Snoqualmie Valley Chamber. And his son has a ranch over there. And he said, I'm going over to help my son actually save his ranch. He goes, I've talked with some folks. You know, if we can kind of coordinate getting supplies from there to here, that would be really great. And so I said, oh, that's something I can do. I can do that. I can gab. I can get the message out there. And so I talked with some friends over at the uh, Issaquah Chamber as well. And we got in touch with the Hilton Garden Inn in Issaquah, as well as Encompass and Snoqualmie. And we arranged kind of this little many relief effort. So take your stuff to the Hilton Garden. I'll arrange somebody to pick it up or I'll do it myself and we'll get it over there. And we called the Kittitas Chamber and said, hey, Issaquan Snoqualmie are here. We want to drop some stuff off. So all of a sudden we had something for Kim to do (laughs) to help out. And uh, we've had some incredible experience. I'll tell you a little bit more about some of the very fascinating things that happened that were totally unexpected. But for the moment, we're going to take a break. When we come back, keep thinking about ways and things that have inspired you this week. uh, And call in at uh, toll-free at 888-298-5569. Or you can call 425-373-5527 if you're out of the area. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, 
and with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. That number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Mount Sai Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Time for something different. Time for Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano, and we are talking about paying it forward. Um, and specifically at this point, we're talking about the relief efforts for the Taylor uh, fire victims. And there are wildfires all over the country, and, and Colorado and California are happening right now. And, you know, we sit on TV, and there's not a lot we can do for those folks other than, you know, possibly a cash donation or help out where we can. But when something happens so close to home, I mean, when you think about it, Cleolum is, uh, you know, 45-minute drive, really. Um, from where I live in the Snoqualmie Valley. It's over the pass. And for those of you that are newer to Western Washington and haven't had a chance to really go east, it's not very far away. And uh, their community is a lot like our community in a lot of different ways, uh, a lot of the same ways. And so um, I just really uh, felt a calling to help. But um, when I showed up at the Hilton Garden Inn to pick up that first load, I was amazed. It looked like somebody had had a lot of fun in Costco uh, because there was uh, deodorant boxes and boxes of deodorant, boxes and boxes of, um, you know, hair shampoo. And I mean, not the little samples, the full size shampoo, Um, water, Gatorade. uh, There was just everything. It was just amazing. People had donated clothing. There was new blankets, new bedding. Um, Somebody had gone and purchased a bunch of kids PJs. 
And I looked at those PJs going, boy, I've bought so many pairs of those PJs over the years at Costco. And here <laughs> someone went out and just bought a whole bunch of PJs because, um, you, you know, kids need stuff, right. too. It was amazing. And uh, so that was really heartwarming. And I happened to have my uh, kids with me, Gia and Vincent with me. And so we were toting this stuff into the trailer and throwing it in. And they got some ice cream. And so they thought, that's really cool. If we help out, we get ice cream. So that's <laughs> that's kind of where they're coming from. But that first stop, when we stopped in there and said, hey, we're here. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, great. And I looked at their room full of stuff. I mean, that first day, they were just getting a ton of stuff. And we were laughing because people really opened up their hearts and people gave what they could give. And it was interesting to see some of the items that were donated. Mm-hmm. One of the items was um, someone had donated like a, a, a pair of stiletto boots, thigh-high white leather stiletto boots with fringe on it. And we thought, you know, somebody is going to see those boots and be very, very thankful for them. But it's kind of funny. You get a lot of interesting items that are donated. But uh, most people, I think there were 6,000 at one, 6,000 toothbrushes that were donated over there. And uh, when I had dropped off some food this weekend, uh, it, the comment was made that we have more bags of cat food than we have cats in Kittitas County, uh, which I thought was just absolutely a perfect alliteration. <laughs> I hope some of this out there. runoff goes to, you know, good causes like food shelters and stuff after this if they don't end up using it. That's that would exactly be yeah. the plan. And and somebody else is going Continue to need the to help. Pay it forward. It's going to be paid forward. Right. And, you know, you can guarantee that the people at Kittitas County have, um, I mean, when something like this happens, the whole town shuts down. Nobody's doing business. Everybody is volunteering. And so um, I know when I was there on Sunday, everybody was going to get back to work on Monday. <laughs> and so that was the plan is, okay, so now we need to actually get our own businesses up and going again, right. too. So it's it's amazing what happens when these kinds of things happen. But um, this the trip, the, the next one was kind of fun because um, – I had forgotten about this until it was reminded to me that about a year and a half ago, we did a diaper drive for One Voice. And we had contacted the Kimberly Clark Paper Company. And wonderful, they gave us a diaper donation, also a baby wipe donation. And then um, over the winter, I think, they said, well, we've got some more stuff to send you. And they sent us 10 pallets of cucumber and tea, green tea, baby wipes. And it was in packages, you get eight baby wipes in a sample size package. Uh-huh. And we had 10 pallets. I mean, there was That's a lot of baby wipes. Thousands. You know, <laughs> in, a, in this box that carried 100, we had, well, anyway, I delivered 20,600 packages of baby wipes to the firefighters in Cleelum. And that's exactly what they needed. Because they had been living off of, you know, those little nap wipes that you get when you uh-huh. get by ribs. And so they've got one nappy wipe in their lunch. And that's what they <laughs> use to wipe themselves and also uh-huh. to get all the soot and stuff off. Did they and also so, have the lobster bib? No they, lobster oh, okay. bibs. No, because those would burn to you, right? <laughs> right. I'm just And so kidding, they have but... a thousand firefighters over there at one so time. you never so know, you, don't. you know, when one of these things is going to work out like that. And that's fantastic. You don't. Yeah. And I, I had forgotten that we even had them. And I called up the kid at test chamber. I said, I don't know if you need these things but we've got we've got a lot we've of got them. a lot of them and they said oh my gosh yeah they absolutely need that so i got to go to the fire camp vincent and i went gia had gymnastics we went to the fire camp on thursday and got to see the whole tent city and and all that and and how they were all set up out there and water oh my gosh they have so much water but people just lined up doing 
you know, passing things back and forth. I mean, it was it's amazing how people that have no have never done this type of work before just kind of jump in and get it done. Right. It was just amazing. Um, so on Friday, I was going to go take another load and a friend of mine called and she said, you know, I don't really have the time, but I want to go, but I don't really have the time, but I, I I'm going to do it anyway. I've got a whole bunch of, um, water that was delivered here. And she says, I have some bananas that was, that were delivered. And they said, oh, you don't want to take the bananas over there. I said, they, they, that's probably the bananas last thing Bananas in the summer need. seem to be good for about 40 minutes nowadays. Yeah, no, <laughs> so that's no, about it, bananas, probably not a really great <laughs> idea. Um, but she called me on the way back, and she was so excited. She says, you won't believe what happened. She said, first of all, I have to tell you a story. When I was a little girl, I was in love with chimpanzees. I mowed my neighbor's lawn so I can afford a $250 stuffed animal chimpanzee doll. She said, that was my animal. I love chimpanzees. Well, she had called the Kittitas chamber and said, I've got all of this water. She had a whole truckload of water, and she'd never towed her trailer before. I told her this is the best way to get used to your trailer is to do this towing. And so she's towing her trailer, and she called it because she said, I have all this water. Well, she showed up, and they said, go to the chimpanzee sanctuary in Cleallum. And she says, there's a chimpanzee sanctuary in Cleallum? That's where they do, like, chimp research, right? They have chimp chimposiums there. Chimposiums there, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, at Central Washington University. It was uh-huh. Washal who did the first slang language. And so... Um, she was just off her rocker excited. She brought the bananas with her. <laughs> I said, you had bananas. And she got sent to the chimpanzee. I mean, how kismet and universal is that? That's bananas, I, I but said, it's great. <laughs> it's amazing. I said, if you hadn't gone, I would have gone, and I wouldn't have taken those bananas, and I would have right. just dropped off water. Now she's had this total life-changing experience. She's going to donate, you know, do some time there, and she's going to help out with their gala, and she's just amazed and excited. And I know that there were a lot of other experiences like that for people that had an opportunity to help out. So it was, it's a pretty incredible experience. And so kind of with that, I wanted to introduce and bring Debbie on because that was kind of a way of paying it forward, right? So she had these bananas on her desk. I, I don't, it's it's kind of woo-woo when you think about it, that she got, of all things, bananas. And it was kind of this foretelling of what you need to do. Um, but she went ahead and she paid it forward because she felt the calling to do so. And look what happened. Now she has this incredible opportunity. And uh, Debbie uh, had come up and, and approached uh, women in business with with an idea to do a pay it forward campaign in the Snoqualmie Valley. And Debbie, first of all, welcome. Thanks, Kim. It's great to be here. That was the longest introduction I've ever done for a guest in my life. 25 minutes into the show, and I'm finally bringing you on. So thank you for allowing me to share my story. Great story. It's fun. It's so much fun. Um, But you get get what it's all about when you help people, because you're you're the consummate volunteer. (laughs) I I just think about your friend and... The really special thing about Pay It Forward is the person that's actually doing the activity, I think they get the greatest benefit from it. And what a wonderful almost payback for this person who loves chimpanzees. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's great. I, she was, I told her, I said, I might, I might, I have goosebumps and I'm darn near tears for you because what an experience. And it's just, yeah, the whole the whole thing. So, what made you think of doing a pay it forward? What? How did this idea all come up that we felt we needed to do this? I think um, one of the things we talked about this at a retreat for women in business. We talked about what is our role 
here in the Valley? How can we help our community? How can we promote what we think is really important and what is good in the Valley? And I think this concept of all of us reaching out to the community to make a difference was what we came up with. And I don't know where Pay It Forward dropped into this, but it was the perfect approach for what we wanted to do. Great. Good. So what are we doing? So what we've done, um, Women in Business has put together a planning committee to talk about how to make Pay It Forward a community-wide effort in Snoqualmie Valley. We've designated the time from October 14th to October 21st as Pay It Forward Week. And we're kicking off this event by showing the movie, the 2000 um, actual movie called Pay It Forward at our North Bend Theater. And I don't know if you all remember that. It's about a young boy who was taxed with the, the question, what would you do to fix the world? And he came up with this idea, well, I would do something nice for three people, and then I would ask them to pass it on. So we're using that as a kickoff for our Pay It Forward in the Valley. And the Women in Business is providing basically the coordination for this. We've created a Pay It Forward card. It says, you've been piffed. And so what we'll do is we'll hand out these cards all over the community and we'll encourage groups to get involved in doing something special as a group, as an individual uh, related to Pay It Forward. Just for example, um, the Kiwanis during Pay It Forward Week, they are going to work with fifth graders at the school, four elementary schools in Snoqualmie Valley, and they're putting forth an essay contest. And the essay contest will have some question related to Pay It Forward. They'll ask the students to write an essay, and um, then we'll publicize the best essay and award a, you know, a prize for that. So the, the schools are involved. The students are interested. They're going to be creating their own Pay It Forward events. Um, this, I talked to someone at the city about this. They said, well, you know, maybe what we could do is ask people to round up on their electric bill or other water bill, and then we could take all the extra cents that comes from that and put it for helping someone else in the community who can't pay their electric bill. So we don't want to prescribe what you do. We want people to be creative about this. The wonderful thing about the Snoqualmie Valley is just we have an incredible number of caring people that reach out and help each other. The thing that I think is so special about Pay It Forward is some people are afraid to volunteer. They're afraid they don't have anything to offer. They're shy. They won't, they won't step out and do something. By saying this is the week that everybody is doing something, giving them a card, maybe this will give them the courage to step forward and say, oh, I can do this and take their card and do something kind for somebody else. And everybody has a different level of commitment that they want to put into this. Some will be very small. Some businesses may say, well, the 50th customer in here, we're going to give you a free item from just for because it's Pay It Forward Week. But you ha- and, and, and the point is, is that you have a responsibility that once you've been piffed, you need to piff somebody else in your own way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's what our cards will say, you've been piffed, pass it along. Go to our website, check out um, what other people are doing, share your experience, and then pass your card along. And we're even encouraging people to mark on your card your name, decorate your card, so you can see how far your card goes. If 
you pass something along to someone, they pass it on to somebody else. It, who knows where it could end up and what the final act could be. And we'd love for them to share those kinds of stories. Mm, sounds great. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about paying it forward and some ideas on how you can pay it forward. And we're going to also talk about some experiences that we may have had in the past where people have paid it forward to us and, and share some stories. Uh, please do call in if you have any stories to share with us as well at 425 373 5527, you're listening to KKNW Alternative Talk, AM 1150. What if there's a bigger picture? What if I'm missing out? What if there's a greater purpose? I could be living right now. Outside my own little world. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and at our firm, whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product, we focus on justice. We're passionate about serving our clients. Our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time with the best tools and expertise available. We focus on collaboration and cooperation. Clients support that process, and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process, to demystify it, and to explain choices and opportunities, and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Get a grip on life with Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Eric's telling me to talk, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just listening to the song. I know, you want to groove to the tune. I don't want to groove to the tune. And which Eric uh, knew that that is the uh, the theme for Pay It Forward in the Snoqualmie Valley. Actually, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. No, it's uh, the I theme. think of it as your unofficial anthem. It but, is uh, my unofficial anthem, yeah. It would have <laughs> been the, the anthem of the Walk the Talk with Kim show if we would have bought the rights for it. But <laughs> anyway. It's all good. It's all good. It's the official anthem for the Pay It Forward. But, That's excellent. Um, I think I need to reach out to Mr. Matthew West and let him know how his song has inspired um, not just me, but a whole community and a whole thought process. So That's I great. need to do that. Write that down, Lindsay. That's something we need to do. On the list. Send letter to man who... Gets lots of letters and could care less. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's true. He might not. You never know. You never know. 
you I, never few know. Few people actually get letters anymore. They usually get emails or texts. So maybe that's how you stand out. Write an actual letter. I'll write yeah. an act. You know, funny that you mentioned that. So last week, I got a letter from someone, and um, they sent a, a letter to my new office, and it's like um, I. Did she was it was this person a show listener? I no, can't remember. she was part of the equine beta class. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so she had written this just beautiful handwritten letter about how she wanted to, you know, get together with me and find out what I had done to, you know, start a new career and all this kind of fun stuff. And she didn't leave a phone number, an email, or nothing. And I'm looking at this letter. The only thing that I have is an address. And so I guess if I want to get together with her, I have to write her back. And I went, that's so wild. But that's how we used to communicate with each other not that long ago is when someone wrote you a letter, if you wanted to write back, you had to, or if you wanted to communicate, you wrote back. You didn't call them. You didn't. Yeah. So I thought, does she really expect me to write back evidently? Did she forget or did she really want me to? I don't know. So we'll have to have to get in touch. But yeah, it was kind of fun to get a letter like that, but have no absolute way of contacting her other than writing back. So I guess I'll have to practice writing again. I don't know if any of you have experienced this. Lindsay, you probably have never had to write a lot. Most of your writing is typing. Oh, no. I write. Oh, you write? I write a lot of old-fashioned letters. I love getting mail, like handwritten letters. I write them to my friend down in Brazil really? all the time. Oh, yeah. And and is this typical of your generation or atypical? I'm not a very typical person, Kim. That's so. why I'm asking the question. <laughs> so I would think most millennials. Most are probably over Facebook or text message. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing about this Taylor Bridge fire is it was all Facebook. It, there was no emails going back and forth. Very few phone calls. It was all texting on Facebook, all back and forth using instant messaging and that. So I can totally see, you know, Arab Spring, Taylor River, whatever is going to come up next. Facebook is kind of the... The happening place to communicate. So pretty wild. What do you think about that, Baby Boomer Debbie? I hear different things about Facebook communication yeah. from the Baby Boomers. Yeah. Uh, they're a little bit reluctant to share. Um, they, in fact, one of my friends called me the other day and said, I am so tired of email and Facebook. Why doesn't somebody just call me up on the phone and talk to me directly, voice to voice? I miss that. Aww. Well, we still talk voice to voice. Yeah, we still have those comments. And I think I was reading an article about uh, millennials and the conversation that networking is dead because um, millennials are doing all their networking on Facebook. But they were saying actually on the contrary. Uh, contra- yeah, whatever that phrase is. I'm not thinking straight. Lindsay, you're oh, rubbing contraire. off on me. Oh, contraire. Yes. You're rubbing off on me today. Lindsay and I'm I were sorry. having this conversation that our brains weren't connected to our mouths today. So we're just continuing that theme here. Um, that that millennials, and we were even talking about this on the car, that the millennials actually really do want networking events. They want FaceTime events because they don't have those skills and they need to learn those skills. So, uh, yeah, especially with the economy, I think a lot of people are needing to learn those skills. So we're talking about the different generations. We kind of moved off of pay it forward, but um, we were talking in the car on the way here about um, giving and, and paying it forward and kind of the different perspectives of the different generations as it, you were talking about helicopter parenting and things. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the, I think, I feel that the millennial generation um, and the ones I come in contact with really want to be a part of doing good in their community, really want to want to do that. And Lindsay's nodding and, and Debbie's going, I don't know about that. 
I, do you have well, a different perspective no, on that, Debbie? No, I think that they really do. But what I'm finding is something Lindsay said to us when we were off air. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm doing so many things. Uh, how do I find room for something like this? I hear that from my my daughters who are a millennial generation. Oh, we'd love to do that, but we just don't have time. And why do you think that is, Lindsay? Is it because your generation has been taught to be overbooked? I don't know. For me, I came home from school where I wasn't doing very much. It was school. That was my life. And then I came home and all these opportunities opened up for me. And I just I wanted to do everything that was applicable to who I was and what I believe in. So now I'm kind of up against this brick wall and like, I want to go further, but I can't move anywhere now. I'm tied down. You know, so I'll be the voice of the Gen Gen Xer. Um, We were talking about this as well. My generation has always been fiercely independent um, for a lot of different reasons. But uh, when it comes to helping out, we'll help out where we can help out. But we're not I don't think we're necessarily really good at being part of a big community of helpers. I think we're really good at saying I'm going to do this and I have done it. It's done. And now I'm moving on to the next thing. But something that you said, I think resonates with me as well. When I was in corporate America um, where I had that job where you showed up at eight and you left at, you know, 10 at night, um, (laughs) that job where you were flying and traveling, I didn't have the bandwidth for my community as well. And I thought that that is a nice to have that the community was that really to serve me when I needed it. And uh, when I left the corporate gig and went into business for myself and really got got involved and engaged in my community, I saw a whole different perspective and a whole different responsibility. And I think that this economy has forced people into that as well, because it's not about what, oh, this sounds so Kennedy, but it's not about what your community can do for you. It's about what you do for your community. And it's not out of um, philanthropy, necessarily, although for some people it is, it's out of necessity because I know if I help the tailor and I told this to them, I said, you guys burn up, we flood. So one of these days <laughs> I might need you to come over here and, and, you know, help me canoe my horses across the river. And, and we laugh about it, but that's, that's so true is that we are in this huge community and it's this global community, but the reality of the situation beyond what we see on TV, what we see on Facebook is we are who is right in front of us and who is right next to us. One of the things that I think is so special about our pay it forward week, um, what you've been sharing on the show earlier is this idea that we respond to natural disasters. And I think we all know that, that, I mean, the biggest response to 9-11, to any natural disaster, the community comes together. What I think is special about pay it forward is there's no reason per se, there's no disaster can we all learn to pay it forward all the time as just part of our everyday life, as part of a, who we are and what's important to us? It doesn't take a natural disaster to make us think about the person walking down the street whose arms are full who could use some help. It's just we, we want that to be part of us forever. It's the reinforcement of the fabric of our, of our community. It's to just remind ourselves and be thankful and to honor each other for the fact that when the rubber hits the road, it's your neighbor. It's your it's that person who is of opposite everything from you that exactly. that is going to be the person where, you know what, that doesn't it doesn't matter who the president is. You got to fix the well. You know, it doesn't matter who has what religion. Um, I've got a tractor tire and you need to get your tractor going so you can mow your lawn. And that seems so simple, but we have gotten so waved because we're so distracted 
we're by also scared. everything else. Yeah, we're scared to put ourselves out there because what? Is, how is somebody going to respond? Yeah. Well, I, I'm here to tell you that people are kind and people are loving and people um, are thankful. And I did did have some experiences over the last uh, week that weren't so great, that were actually shocking. I saw kind of both sides of it, and I'm not going to talk about that side of it. Um, but it, it's interesting how people do what they do during times of fear, ambiguity, and stress. And some people really shine, and some people, um, they don't know what to do with it. And so they, they go into this this hiding. I could share this one story because it's not really that negative. Um, I On Sunday... I had shown up and my husband and my kids were with me and I told my husband, I said, we are not leaving Ellensburg without a load of hay because I've come here three times now and they have come back empty. And I've got horses at home that look at me going, you're pulling the trailer. There's always hay in that trailer when you come back and there's no hay. So I have to bring back hay for my horses. And I thought that will help the local economy anyways, you know, go buy some hay. We didn't really need it, but we have room for it and I wanted to help out. And we're dropping the stuff off and out of nowhere in walks my hay guy. He didn't know that we were coming and we didn't know he was coming. He just walked in cause he was going to donate hay. Oh. He said, you guys need hay. And they said, well, we don't need hay now. We, we're going to need hay in December and January. Can you store it? And I said, well, I need hay. They need many. You have hay. You don't want to offload. Well, why don't we? And so we figured it out where he would give us the hay. We would take the money. We would pay him and donate it to the uh, Friends of Kittitas Valley Animal Foundation. I probably got that wrong. And then they would write him the tax receipt. So everybody's happy. Oh. Everybody was happy except for the bookkeeper <laughs> <laughs> the, who said, how, uh, uh, how do I make this happen? But in the end, we all laughed about it and we made it happen. But, um, yeah, everybody does something a little different during <laughs> Of, of fear and beginning and stress and as long as you can laugh about it and, and just help each other through it, it all works out in the end. So That's it all worked great. out. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We're going to take another break. Oh my gosh, it's break time. You're listening to Walk the We've Talk with Kim. got to make hay while the sun shines. got to make hay while the sun shines. That's right. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim on KKNW AM 1150. When it's done and all this is gone Just find the feeling pass it on Hi, this is Jerry Pearson, and along with my wife, Michelle Pearson, we're at the Pearson Law Firm, where we're called lawyers. But the truth is, we're really fathers and mothers and a family, a family of people who are members of a community where we are committed to preventing harm and protecting others, to enforcing rules that enhance our lives and take care of our families. That's what we do. That's who we are. At the Pearson Law Firm, you can call for a free case evaluation by calling one 800 423 8473. We work with colleagues. We collaborate. We're committed to expertise and resources and making them available to members of our community. Call us at 1-800-423-8473 or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Are you stuck? 
Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online, go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Get your smile on with Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Pass it on. Pay it forward. So what pay it forward is, just to remind, well, Debbie, you tell us, what is pay it forward? We had to explain it to the kids today because they didn't quite get it. But just explain what, what it is. You did such a great job. Let's just oh, explain no. How it. How do I remember what I said to the, the kids? Do you remember when somebody pays it back where you're going to? Yeah. Well, the concept is you do something nice for someone and they say to you, well, can we do something back for you? And you say, no, pass it along. Do something nice for someone else. And so it's the concept of someone does something nice for you, you do something for someone else. It's that simple. And it can be whatever you want it to be. And so um, what are some ideas or some things that you guys can think of of ways to pay it forward? I read on this woman's blog, it was her 38th birthday. And she decided for her 38th birthday, she was going to do 38 nice things for people she didn't know. She made Valentine cards for the people in the assisted living. She went to the grocery store and she helped elderly load their cars. Um, She put money outside vending machines and said, here, buy yourself something. She bought gift cards and she took them in and she just handed them out to people. Um, One was a phone card. She went to a store and she said to the owner, do you know anybody who needs this? And he said, well, he looked at a young lady and she said, she doesn't have enough money to call her parents. She would love this. So, I mean, these kinds of things make people's day. I had a neighbor um, or a friend, and it was a pay-it-forward online, you know, pay this, send this, send this out to all your friends on, on Facebook. And so I sent it out to her, and she called me the next day, and she said, I was having a terrible, terrible day. She said, I got your pay-it-forward message. And I went into the house, and I baked cookies for all my neighbors, and I took them to my neighbors. And some of my neighbors I had never even met before. She said, it made my day. It was an awesome day. That's amazing. Just little things like that. And you can do it anonymously, too. You don't have to make a big hubbub out of it. And it doesn't you know. require money, either. No. No. So opening the door for somebody, helping somebody, you know, old lady across the street, any of those kinds of things, doing something for your neighbors. It's amazing, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's really helps you feel good. And it, um, it beyond the act, it's the intent. It's the feeling. It's the emotion around it that is so healing. Uh, and and really can bring a community together. And and you're right. Do it when there's not, you know, not an event, and and start to get that fabric going and start to to figure out who who your neighbors are and help people out. It certainly is the way to go. In the movie Pay It Forward, the little boy says, "You can't do anything easy. When you pay it forward, it's got to be something hard." So you see his mom come home one day, and there he is in the kitchen 
with all these boxes of cereal on the table with a homeless man. And he was like, well, he needed to eat. So this young boy picked up this homeless guy in the street, brought him home, and fed him all his cereal. (laughs) Well, this doesn't have to be hard, right? That's not what we're asking for. And so we're really just hoping that people have the experience and that we have some and are able to share some really, really fun stories. Yeah, well, thank you. And when is that again? October 14th to the 21st with our kickoff event at the North Bend Theater on October 10th. And if you don't live in the Snoqualmie Valley, you know how you can pay it forward? Come visit us. We'd love to have you. Come visit us and say hi. And um, maybe you can get, maybe someone will give you a pay it forward card and you can take it back to your community and it'll go statewide or global. Who knows where this can go? But, um, and also if you're interested in doing something with us in your own community, you can reach out to us too and we can just kind of tell you what we did, what worked, what doesn't work. Um, tell you, you get a group of people together that want to affect change and they can uh, do some amazing things. But you can go to Snoqualmie Valley Women in Business page at svwib.com and there's a, a link on there. You can click it. It says pay it forward. It's right at the top or svwib.com forward slash pay it forward. Uh, and you can go right to that site. It's still under development. We're all volunteers here, so we're, we're getting it going. But um, certainly if you want to uh, follow up and keep kind of more information, you can get it there. We did want to let folks know about to change topics a little bit, but it's something that we've been talking about really all day. We've been talking about the generations and um, perspectives and paying it forward. And I've been tapped a lot lately to talk about generations and generational issues. And I did a presentation, um, boy, about two months ago for the chamber. Debbie, you were in attendance and uh, Lindsay was on my panel where we talked about the generations and how do you get the millennial generation engaged and involved in the community. And the idea is let's understand the different values and perspectives of the different generations first so that we can understand what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. And then we spent the next hour really talking about how that affected our community. Well, I got a lot of really great feedback from that and with a lot of encouragement mm-hmm. from Debbie. We've went ahead and opened this up into a full workshop. And so we're inviting folks out there, um, and I'm waiting to get this approved so that uh, for those of you that are HR professionals, you can get continuing education units from taking this class. Um, so hopefully that will happen here shortly. That's on September 11th. Uh, we're meeting from uh, 9 a.m until 2 p.m. And it's going to be a lot of discussion on understanding the different values, diversity, and perspectives of the different generation. And then we're going to spend the afternoon more in workshop mode about how you can integrate the millennial generation in your business uh, as well as into your community. How do we look at mentorship type of opportunities? Because we're not static. We're not meant to have one career and do that thing our whole our whole lives. We go through these changes where we go from being a student, from being a learner, from being a mentee, to being a performer, to being a performer, but also have this responsibility and this calling to give back to the younger generations, to pay it forward to the younger generations and help them the way that you were helped through your career. And this is something natural that happens within human beings. It's always been that way. That's why, you know, grandparents are here and and they help us and they help our kids grow and, and move forward. It's the whole village aspect. And so this conversation really takes that to a whole new level and how can you affect that change within your organizations to make it stronger. And we've talked about this all day where the act of paying it forward or the act of actually doing something for somebody else in and of itself is an incredible growth and reward experience. 
Um, so, Debbie, you were a part of that. And after that, you said to me, you have to do this again on a bigger scale. What, where, what do you think it is that you got from that discussion that helped you look a little bit differently at the generations within the Valley as it relates to, you know, whatever? Right. It was what, one of the interesting things I took away with is Kim started the presentation asking people what kind of signified or personified their generation. And it was very interesting that at all levels, people mentioned music mm-hmm. as a very big one. But then we began to diverge as far as, you know, how we communicated or what we wanted for ourselves or how we just connected with each other. And that varied by generations. And I think one of the things, the ahas for me was I have two millennial daughters and and they would say to me, well, I'm going to go talk to the CEO about something in our company. And it's like, you know what? (laughs) You just talk to the CEO. Well, you never did that. Everything, the way you communicated within your realm when you were a baby boomer and even a Gen Xer was you went up the chain of command. You never went around. And they're like, well, why? You know, you need to get go right to the person on top. So so I learned a different awareness that not everybody thinks like I do. Not everybody processes information like I do. Not everybody wants to be treated the same way that I do. And that I need to be aware of their different interests and what's important to them so that we can better work together. You know what I think was interesting about the event is that we had put it out there to all of the business owners in the Valley that we were doing this. They sent their millennials but they didn't come themselves. Some did. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting that it was the millennials were there and they're like, yeah, this is great. We want to learn. But the other folks, it's like, oh, they'll send my millennials to go figure it out, and then come back and tell me what I'm supposed to do. But I don't think that's happening. Well, when I talked to people who hadn't shown up and I told them what, it, what had happened, they went, oh, I should have been there. <laughs> that's what I need. But yeah, who knows what draws people in why they attend. Yeah. Well, we had one person there. This actually made me feel real good. Um, She said she walked in there and she knew at her place of work that they had assigned her somebody uh, that was a millennial. And she was pushing back a lot because she says, I don't have time. They're lazy. They don't have the experience that I need. I'm going to have to figure out how to work with this person. It's just too much. You know, you've got me doing all this stuff. I can't babysit somebody. And after taking the class, she said, I had a whole new perspective. She said, one of the things that I figured out is um, I could give them all the stuff that I don't like to do. And they've never done it before. They don't know not to like it. So <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes, now I thought of all these things. She goes, I'm driving home thinking of all these things that I'm overwhelmed with that I'm going to give this person to do, a chance to do. And, he, and she was very excited about that. One of the things we did after that session was we went back to the planning group for pay it forward and decided we need to have representation from each of the generations when we're deciding how to take this to the whole community. And that was extremely helpful, having both millennials, generations, baby boomers all together working on one project. And the show today was brought to you by a millennial baby boomer and a Gen Xer. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Wanted to let folks know if you're interested in that workshop, it's going to be on December, December. 
September 11th um, from uh, 9 o'clock until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Lunch will be served. And if you use promo code MCBC, stands for Meadow Creek Business Center, MCBC as the promo code, you get 25% off. So I'm offering it at $69. If you use that promo code, it's only $50 for a whole day plus lunch. And you're going to learn a lot. And uh, you're going to walk out of that with a completely different perspective. want to thank you for listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. We want to thank our sponsor, Pearson Law Firm. Expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. Thank you to our guest, Debbie Peterman of Pay It Forward. And to Lindsay and Eric, thank you again for coming on board. Get more information on walkthetalkwithkim.com. Thank you for listening. Now you need to think about your community and what you can go out there and do, but most of all, have a beautiful day.